0: to the first episode of the Yen We are super excited to be here. How do you feel? I feel nervous. nervous.
1: Sweaty.
2: So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Curious. Yeah. Curious. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So my understanding of Yen is the shadowy side of the mountain. So why the Yen The Yen sounded cool when I said it in my head <laughs> and I guess I thought well we should talk about things that are dark and mysterious and feminine what is your experience with yin Krista
2: well I think yin can mean a lot of different things really um yin In reference to yin and yang, so the yin would be um, the more feminine side, so that more flowing um, energy, circular kind of flowing conversation, which is what I'm going to imagine is going to be happening here. You know, feminine also has to do with nurturing and supportive. And then you mentioned the the dark and the mysterious, which are my favorite places to kind of hang out. Mm -hmm. The shadowy bits of life, which I believe where all of our golden kind of power is, so that place is exciting so that's just a snippet I'd say of one way I'm thinking of Yen in this particular moment
0: absolutely I I think for me the best way that I have ever really understood Yen was the dark side of the mountain or the side without the Sun or the light Um, and then very much internal um, kind of in the difference of our genitalia like ours is internal male is external. That was an interesting way that I understood it, I guess, when somebody explained it that way. Trying to understand what feminine really means has been a process. I'm still learning and growing in that space. Anybody else have any insight what yen means or feels like it means?
1: It's a really interesting thing to try to put into words now that we're here. Um, (laughs) It's just kind of funny to me uh, to have that kind of like lack of conceptual base like to be able to like kind of put that words to it for me um like I feel like I'm hearing you guys say words that to me at this point has not been words that I have personally attributed to the inside of things like um like the shadowy dark for me that's never really been something that has ever popped up in my mind when I think about like femininity or yen in general uh so that's super interesting especially Coming from a place where I also, I mean, I love to get into that shadow work and that dark side of stuff, but I never really thought of that being just, you know, a feminine or yin uh, attribute, personally. Mostly for me, yin has just been more of thinking about that gentler, more nurturing side of life and things and people. But I just kind of find that interesting, some of the things that you guys have used to describe it yourself. Because I've never really thought of it that way. Mm. And interesting now that you say it to, you know, put it to that side and not the young side of things as well. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to hear your perspectives on it. Because for me, I don't really have that kind of description process for it. And also for me, like you were saying, Amy, that really getting into that feminine side of things and trying to put attributes on it is kind of complicated for me when we get into it because I don't really feel like at least growing up or or whatever for me personally that there was a lot of emphasis on like the feminine side of things versus the masculine side of things like even with between me and my brothers and family and that kind of stuff, we didn't really have that kind of separation. Um, so I don't really have a lot of personal experience and to kind of really, felt like I even dealt one way or the other Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to put into words for me personally.
2: I think that's kind of the basis of yin. It's kind of that ineffable quality, like right? It's more challenging to describe the way kind of life flows like that. Um, The more masculine or yang side, is the side that creates the structure more so. So that would be like more linear thinking and more like, okay, yeah, I'm going to put words and concepts and theory around this. Not mm-hmm. that Yen can't do that, but that's what kind of when you're traveling in those waters, and I do think of Yen as kind of watery, there's l- less ways to effectively describe it, at least for me. Yeah. So kind of what you're speaking to a little bit.
1: That's
3: well, hard. It's yeah. I <laughs> 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 have to um I echo exactly what Morgan said. I mean, the whole I haven't thought about yin and the way y'all were describing it. It's an interesting concept for me to look at it that way. And I mean, I like looking at it that way. It's very reassuring almost that there's like this whole other way to see what else could be
2: there. So, yin den, those two words together, what do they
0: mean to you? I want it to sound good together. Krista, you're always talking about containers and the need for safety. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely... Um, <laughs> she's going to laugh. <laughs> he, anyways, the need for the container. Safety might be the wrong word, but I'm going to use safety. Protection maybe is better. The den is that space, mm-hmm. that our container, mm-hmm. so that we can f- be open, mm-hmm. as open as we feel
2: Yeah, I think that when you are coming to a place of vulnerability, which is also kind of, again, that more yin quality, having as far as a container, whether it's a place that feels safe, and Amy has really kind of created this snug little circle here for us to sit in, um, or people that can really hold the space for you to be able to go deeper, you know, and to be able to really um, open yourself up to you know, some, some conversation and topics that feel a little bit more um, vulnerable or um, more fragile for you to express. So I think, yeah, having a really solid place to be able to do that um, helps the process.
0: I agree. I agree. That's the yin din. The yin really came from, I've been doing this course, forging the feminine path, very yin, very deep, very Dark. Um, in what ways dark? Touching aspects of myself that ha- literally had no light at, at all. Like there was, I have no idea they even existed in that sense. It's this immoral space. There's no morality in it. There's no understanding of why you might think this thought or feel this feeling. And dark in the sense of lack of morality, dark in the sense of untouched darken the sense of unseen you know my sister being pregnant going through prenatal yoga with you Krista that brought up a lot of stuff that was unseen for me and that brought me into the forging a feminine path that and then very much decided that this is where I want to spend some time and spend some energy let's talk with women let's Mm -hmm. talk let's discover um and I wanted to do a podcast for a really long time and without really understanding what I wanted to talk about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and not that I have all the clear answers now, but mm-hmm. that's part of the in, I think. Mm-hmm. So
2: so just trying to bring some light into that yeah. like part of you, that little spark that's there underneath, mm-hmm. all of that kind of dark, mm-hmm. earthy stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. How
3: do you feel about finding those little untouched areas Um, well the reason I ask I'm sure because I know that we all have to have them and yeah we just
2: are unsure do we want to go there I mean I do this (laughs) is kind of like part of my work in the world I do like to go to those places sounds kind
1: of fun to me yeah Yeah. exactly I'm on board
0: (laughs) it's fun also scary. Yes, that's part of the fun. Um, taking the space for it has been interesting. Like, because mm-hmm. you know, in my situation, John and I are together a lot. He's here a lot, mm-hmm. and no offense to him, but he follows me around. Um, He's a cute puppy dog. <laughs> <laughs> and so, even if I ask for space, it is sometimes difficult to, to get him or to communicate fully what that means. I, I'm, I'm, I'm right yes.
3: You have a child. Yeah, I have a child. So
0: John does know how to take his own space. He just goes through his phases, right? So, um, Which is fine. And sometimes I'm like, no, be in my space all the time. But, you know, lately I've needed space to. So how does it feel? It feels liberating Mm -hmm. and scary and vulnerable as hell. Mm -hmm. I feel like on the edge all the time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Of what? I don't know. Your experience, even though yours is a course, it's a lesson. Mm -hmm. It's a course, yeah. Um,
3: It sounds very, very similar to what I'm going through in therapy right now Mm. because dealing with things that I, I mean, I've been to a lot of therapists and the one that I'm currently seeing is the one that has really been able to reach me. for, well, I mean, I'm 41, but less than that, but at least 30 years for some of it. Um, It's it's hard, it's scary, but it's so worth it in the end.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think there's an end to that. Oh no, there's right. not, not in there. just saying. But some
3: of the things I am able to put to bed and to rest this, because those yeah. are ending and there's picking up new stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Is you right. start the
1: process of starting to look in all those dark corners and you start working on all of the stuff and it's terrifying and exhausting and scary as hell. But then you kind of start to get over little things eventually, and you're like, okay, let's go look at more things, or more things start coming up. It's like this never-ending process mm-hmm. that you don't, you're never gonna finish. Um, mm-hmm which is part of the exhausting part of it because right. you're like, oh, I'm done, quote, you know, with that, when you're probably not. Or um, there's layers upon that oh, thing that, all you all that you thought that you had put to bed, and, and, and you're like, comes back
2: listen, I thought I dealt with this three years ago, and here it is, again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought
1: I went through that. Or, no, it's a, just like a never-ending, exhausting process. When for of My therapist,
3: sure. she mentions, um, she's like, you know, at some point you will be released from me, and you'll not be cured, but you know you'll hand, have how to handle your own problems and stuff like that. And I'm like, I I don't want to leave though. I like it here. <laughs> Please don't make me go.
0: I remember mm-hmm. when I graduated from therapy, I mm, I did not want to necessarily graduate, yeah. but
3: but that
1: may not be about you absolutely. as a client. Sometimes, right. as like practitioner, you get to the point where. I don't have anything left to maybe offer this person Absolutely. or help right. I've this taken person. you as
2: far as I am Absolutely. to take you on this part of your journey right. and yeah. so there'll be another person that sure. can come and access like you said you've been to therapy many times and this particular therapist is able to reach you in a way that none other could and so when you're finished with your you know contract with her you know there'll probably be another person that you meet that can guide you for whatever the next layer of stuff is Very sure. yep. Absolutely
0: I agree with that I agree with that very much. I if I was still there, I might still be reliving the exact same story. Mm. You know, Mm. that was all about validating my feelings, that particular therapy and and really just acknowledging that, hey, I have these feelings and it's okay. Um, Which was new. Being a 30 something year old, that was fun. So now we're in new territory and it's different, way different.
2: So you said you feel like you're at the edge, or the edge of something. Did mm-hmm. I hear that right?
0: Correct. Edge of what? And I said I do not know. Okay. Right? Okay. Well,
2: what does that feel like? Just kind of being at the edge of something.
0: Have you ever stood on the side of a cliff? Mm-hmm. I try not to. There right.
2: Yeah. The image I always get. <laughs> yeah. The image I always get when I say that because I'll use that metaphor mm-hmm. a lot too is that image of the fool at basically in the tarot deck mm-hmm. that is.
0: You know, standing at the edge of a cliff. I pulled the fool so, recently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what my question was that pulled that, you know, made me get that card. But um, yeah, it, I'm, not, I'm not so much scared of heights as I'm scared of falling. Mm-hmm. So the edge is like, okay, well, I can stand here and be strong in my power or just fall right the fuck off. Or you could get wings. Ooh. Anything can happen. You can create your own. Yes. Possibility. I've never been one to like imagine myself flying. The only type of flying I've ever really done is more like as light energy and more like in the cosmos, not like in our atmosphere. I've never. How is that separate? I don't know. Just like John has flying dreams, like, Mm. you know, like with the birds, with the planes, you know, that kind of he has visions of that kind of stuff. I've never had a dream or vision of flying like over the earth
1: maybe it's not flying I mean maybe it's climbing mm-hmm. or
0: mm-hmm.
2: different how would you get across yeah. yeah how could you how would you get across like what would be your way
0: of getting across the the divide mm-hmm. yeah I would probably climb down and go through and trudge Yeah, and, well, I mean that's part yeah. part of
1: that's part of the journey is that yeah. so it's so individualized that the way that I'm going to deal with something or work through something or whatever comfortably, Mm -hmm. uh, in a way that's going to work for me is going to be different than the way that you do it. So in a situation like that, where, you know, one of us may just jump off and the other one, you know, may not go at all, you know, (laughs) it may be climbing. There's going
0: cautiously. Yeah. That's the (laughs) thing is you have
1: to find out (laughs) how you can go into these things at a speed that works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, in a way that you're comfortable. So it doesn't have to be that inside the box that, you know, I have to jump or I Mm -hmm. have to fly or whatever. Like you get to make your own. Maybe you could um, just
0: teleport instead. I do often do that too.
3: I do like hiking. So
0: (laughs) I can imagine, like if I imagine it in nature, I imagine climbing down the side of the mountain. Maybe you can
1: completely reconstruct that it's not mm -hmm. even a cliff anymore. Mm -hmm. It's no longer mm a cliff.
0: I don't really mind the cliff though. It doesn't bother me, the cliff. Does it? But you're right, I don't have to make it a challenge. And then sometimes the information is
2: just actually taking time to stand at the edge of the cliff for a yes. little while. Like, like you're not rushing it. It's like, all right, this is my time to just kind of gather information. And how do I even feel standing here at the edge of the cliff? And what kind of things are coming up for me as I even stand here? What's even in the cliff? A lot so of there's, space, yeah. really. A lot of mm. silence,
0: which yeah. I like.
3: Oh my um, so last night favorite show which is based off of a series of books it's not Game of Thrones <laughs> <laughs>
0: whatever
3: <laughs> I discovery, and uh, this really struck me relating to this, con- this conversation so the heroine is at the bottom of a well like thing and she was trapped can I get out mm. and she was unconscious for a moment and people came to her to dream it were her dead parents and they were like you know telling her you have to save yourself. And she wakes up and remembers the dream and realizes the only way that she can do the impossible is to do the impossible. And um, I mean, she is a witch in this series, so I mean, she discovered that she was able to fly and she had never flown before. So the reason it stuck out to me was maybe there's something there that, you don't even know is there that might be an approachable way for you to that just shows up one day. just like, ah, okay, wow, how about that? <laughs>
2: Yes. A new superpower. I do like that idea. Yeah, I like working with, I mean, I love metaphor, so I like working with metaphors, I, you know, the imaginal realm, being able to, and just as this conversation is going, wow, I could imagine myself growing wings and flying, or, you know, whatever it is, as Morgan said, however, you know, is going to be my way to get through this particular transition. I find working with story and metaphor and, images in that way like really helpful like you can really shift things by just imagining you know that you are shifting into another form I don't
0: often play with that to be honest with you yeah
2: yeah it's an interesting thing to kind of play with and work with
0: yeah my brain doesn't come up with metaphor very well but I understand I can understand metaphor Right. right
1: I feel very similarly like um just in general I guess just There's parts of me that I'm working on um, that are a little less creative in that way. Like, my brain doesn't function in that way. Um, But the last couple years have, like, I've really been trying hard to work on that. But I feel like that shift for me kind of came when, like, I started doing that work with other people. Um, Like, using the therapeutic imagery and dialogue and stuff like that, that I've been working with like in my practice has really kind of helped me to try and do that with myself a little bit more, like using that imagery um, and the dialogue. And I think that's been one of the most powerful things to try and shift that in myself so that I can use that Mm -hmm. kind of get a little more creative Mm -hmm. with that kind of healing journey and like, you know, incorporate it in my work, but also like doing things like journaling and and drawing and really just kind of focusing on that visual like imagery side of things which I feel like is super helpful because then you can start to just change yeah kind of whatever you want right you get to construct that space
2: right and then creative energy pure creative energy does have a yin quality to it. it it is that more feminine kind of it's the Shakti it's the um yeah it's the spirit kind of that moves through um, and then the the masculine is kind of what helps. You, that's why we need both. Right. Mm-hmm. The masculine is mm-hmm. what helps brings that creativity into form. Absolutely. But yeah, that's part of what we're here. Yeah. The yen, the creative,
0: the, you know, the creative flow. Mm hmm feels like a really nice place to segue into introducing ourselves. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm segueing into Could have it. done that at
1: the beginning
2: as well. well yeah. Here's why. She
0: mentioned her work. Uh, Morgan mentioned um, her work and how she is now using some of this imagery and creative energy in her work. And it's helped her to be able to use that on herself. So, Morgan, why don't you tell us about your work? Sure. Um, so, who and who you are.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm Morgan Deals. So I am a wife and a mother of two and uh, by trade of almost 11 years now, Um, which is crazy because I've known Amy for a really long time just thinking about that. So yeah, by trade for about 11 years uh, coming up in June, um, I have been a licensed massage therapist um, and now also can say that I'm a craniosacral therapist. So that's cool. Um, but that has, that part of that, that craniosacral stuff for me has really been a huge shifting point in not only my practice, but like my personal life um, and my journey, because <clears throat> I've been using it as a focus and kind of shifting my practice into mostly doing craniosacral work with a focus in somato emotional release, which is basically like doing you know, trauma work in the body. So looking at all of that physical and emotional and energetic trauma that we store in our systems and kind of working on that and being able to kind of release that and deal with these stuck emotions, um, and even go back and do things like change things that you've been through and complete biological processes and just do all of this, you know, work in a way that is, um, very interesting because you're using body work as well as using all of this dialogue and therapeutic imagery and stuff like that to be able to kind of work on the body in a completely different way.
0: Fantastic, yeah, I, Morgan is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there are other words that we can use, but uh, amazing yeah. is, is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. It's just so much fun. Um,
0: I love going into Morgan and going. She's like, "What do you need do? Yeah. yeah, all three of us have um all, uh, krista kathia and myself have all benefited from morgan's healing touch all right krista tell us who you are and what you do
2: I, this question I always know, feels weird. like so intense for me i don't yeah. know why oh, like well, here who we are, are. what like, do i do, do we i know all the things i do all right. the things I and, I, and i am all the things yes. um <laughs> Just because I'm a creative person, so I I do a lot of different things and kind of meld them all together. So I'm Krista Sanye, (laughs) um, one of the co-owners over at Breathe Yoga and Wellness Center in Pensacola, Florida. And so I um, am a yoga teacher, and um, I do a whole bunch of other things, too. Um, I'm a coach, and I work with people. I do energy healing sessions, and I'm also a doula, so I work with women a lot. Um, both prenatally and then support them during the birthing process and then postnatally too. I'm starting to do more and more of that work. Um, Also work with children a lot. Really for me, people, it's just working with people to help them Unlock their own healing capacity. So all the different modalities speak to that. That's why I say they all go together. And how can I reach that particular person? I do, like I said, like to work a lot with images and and metaphor and story um, in that way, too, to help them rewrite their story, Mm -hmm. you know, sometime through a session. And a lot of what Morgan said, like, you know, I'm more and more interested in working with people in trauma and helping them heal core traumas, which a lot of times is like happens during the birthing process, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm really interested about being there. Right. we've had many conversation in the, or prenatally, like a lot of times there's a lot of wounding there. So it's really, um, I really like to go into the roots. Where can I find the root of where this person needs the healing and help them unlock it really more so than anything else. And then the other piece that's really important that, um, is the embodiment piece because that was kind of where I came into like, even, you know, practicing yoga and then becoming a yoga teacher was because it was really challenging for me to actually be in the physical body. I'm much more like, ooh, in the ethereal, more creative Mm -hmm. realms. And so for me to actually remember and know, oh, I have a body and I need to use this body. And and so working with that people in that way too, um, because a lot of people, right, that do have the trauma are completely disconnected Mm -hmm. from their body. So teaching people how to come into their body is another really important part Absolutely. of my work, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I'm a mama too. I have a 16 year old daughter, um, which is its own interesting journey in and of itself too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> indeed, Kathia.
3: So I also. and events. I serve on the board for the Surfrider MLK's chapter, so all about saving our beaches and our oceans in any way possible. With the restorative and the tea parties, I get the joy of showing people that it's okay to relax. <sighs> and it's okay to let go of yourself and you don't have to have so much going on in your life at all times. And you know, people think that tea parties have to be formal or anything like that. I'm like, they don't. They're just for fun. Just just have a good time. And uh, same thing with restorative. They just, you know, just let yourself be. You don't, there's no there's no rules for restorative. I mean, I'll give you some guidelines, but if they don't work for you, that's okay, too. So, yeah. And then the rest of the time, I'm like I'm in the car.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that stay-at-home mom or homeschooling mom yes. part. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, I am Amy Jinx, and I find answering this question to be obscure for me because I do not have any regular thing that I do. I like to play the gong, and I like to sing. Um, Both things I do not necessarily do professionally, full-time. I just put out an album of lullabies, and secretly, I'm working on a second album, but not a secret anymore. I guess um, that is coming along, and it's cool. The gong has been my friend for about a year—well, two years, I guess—and the opening that I get, or the space that I get within myself while playing the gong, is pretty fantastic. Somebody, the, one of the questions somebody asked me recently was, "What, what makes the world melt away?" And say so one time the gong, but the second thing is pickleball. <laughs> but um more pickleball than the gong really cuz there's this whole other energy thing happening with the gong that I don't it's, the world can't completely melt away at some on mm. some level but pickleball it really can nothing seems to matter so i'm a pickleballer as well i know that doesn't completely fit in with our whole genre of things but it technically is the one thing that makes me feel like more balanced than anything else that I've ever done mm.
1: so wouldn't that be exactly in our realm of things? it is yes. it is it's it part is. of you it
0: really is a part of Unreal. me and it just seems so weird I guess to me like it's pickleball the name is weird. it's weird right <laughs> just saying that it's pickleball um I love the name I yeah so <laughs> and if I could be a pickleball champion I 100% would be a pickleball champion you can't be a pickleball I can champion. I am working on it no, there's not pickleball in the Olympics yet, but... When you are a pickleball champion.
2: Yes, yes when I am a pickleball champion. I
0: have won a gold medal yeah. in pickleball. I really uh, this. But no, being like at the top. I would like to be a professional pickleball player. That would be really nice. I would also like to play um, my gong way more for people. I really like to do that. Not with anything in particular in mind. I very much open to anybody's experience whatever that may be I try not to use too many words to describe what might happen because I really don't know and um, you know I've experienced some people weeping and curled up in the fetal position and some are just like oh my god that's amazing and some people just hate it they they hate what they become I guess or they hate Mm. what they see I don't know most of those people don't really talk about it at least in my experience, but it's a fascinating tool it's sitting right behind me. Yeah, um, and on we have a YouTube channel. It's called The End There are eleven gong baths if you'd like to listen to them. Um, I recommend listening to them with headphones. Mostly singing, gong playing, and pickleballing. I also t- substitute teach Kundalini yoga. If you'd like a private gong bath, email me. <laughs> At end at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and we'll have links for everybody's information um, somewhere. I'll put it somewhere. Will not your kids. Gotcha. In the show notes. In the, show notes, they, the show notes. There's show notes. Show notes. Everybody's information <laughs> will be in the show notes constantly. Um, so if you're interested in working with anybody, a tea party or restorative yoga with katia also because um, Krista also does restorative yoga and Kristen a ton of other things.
2: things. I don't do all the things, but I do a lot of things. She Just does. like everybody here sitting I there. I we, think that's part of what yeah. what also kind of brings us together and what made us all maybe really interested to pr- yeah. do this podcast. Absolutely. right? It's like, um, you know, I like collaborating with other people. So do I. You know, I think it's really fun because you don't know in the collaboration, you have an idea kind of what's, going to transpire. So that's really exciting. And I think that each one of us in all
0: of the things that we do. Yeah. You know, I think we all speaks to that. We all have individual connections too, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Yes. So that was kind of neat how we all came together. Um I basically put out a little
3: she put out a very (laughs) fake Facebook. Three of us responded, to. we found it interesting. It was super vague,
1: yeah. Like, hey, ladies, do you want to get together and do a thing that's gonna be maybe sort of creative and whatever? And we're all like, Yeah, that's all she said.
2: We're like, Okay, <laughs> <laughs> way, no, are you bored there
3: too? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. sure. Obviously, we been... don't have enough going on, so we're all
0: bored. No, <laughs> no. No. Just bring in more. <laughs> I'm, I have moments of boredom for I sure.
3: You no, can I don't really mean it. I love yeah. my child, but I, sometimes I do want to run away. I'm
2: that's a on. normal
3: and bad <laughs> valid normal. feeling. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, so those are moments of, yeah, I need something else. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think we need this. It's, you know, a short time, you know, to sit and have a conversation about something that you otherwise maybe not be discussing i don't know if we would or not but i probably
3: would not to be honest yeah that's not my personality
2: Just oh i would i would too but having it recorded <laughs> is, is a whole nother. and yeah. like and like being aware of like the format and everything is a whole nother thing but yeah i would well, the theory, have the I conversation
3: having conversations that we've talked about possibly having where other people in my general Mm-hmm. Make sense mm-hmm.
0: where I'm from. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't have these conversations with everybody, but
1: now, now you do have these conversations with everybody. With everyone,
0: yes. We would like, you know, <laughs> seven point six billion <laughs> <laughs> listeners.
2: People to be able to yeah. Yeah. We
1: have the conversations. With us. Yep,
0: yeah. Joey. Well, that's Joey. even
1: a cooler thing to think about is you know there are a lot of people who can't have or don't have people or oh, don't huh. aren't in that safe space to be able to have these kind of conversations mm-hmm. with maybe people their in their life own. at this point or haven't thought about some of the stuff that we talk about or will talk about
3: mm-hmm.
1: so you know maybe for people who can't have that conversation they at least be able to listen to us rant about this kind of stuff could be helpful
0: we are four women at least today um having and a gap and a cat, a female cat, having a conversation about life and how the yen applies to us and how we manage within this space. Our conversations will be circular in nature and flowing and the most young part of it is that we'll come to you weekly it may be ever changing in the terms of who, who will be here in the in our conversation. We hope to have guests. And we invite you to ask questions and bring up topics. And you know, if you'd like f- to be a part of our conversation, please feel free to reach out to us.
3: Well, Come was into Yen, the
0: yendin. Yes, the the yenden, yenden. Yes, the, right? the yenden <laughs> at gmail.com. Yes. Feel free to send us an email. I think that pretty much wraps up. We've we kind of got into it a little bit. We have understood what our purpose is here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Morgan, Krista, and Kathia. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining us.